You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's good, my people? Welcome into Buckets, Action Network's daily NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop, presented by the king of sportsbook, BetMGM. If it's Wednesday, you already know who's on the mic. I am Sean Little, here with my guys, AC Analytics Capper, Albert Wynn. AC, how you doing? I know you're in New York. I'm in the city, man. I'm excited. We'll meet up tomorrow, but we are going to be in the garden to watch Wimby's debut, so... Can't complain. And the weather's awesome. I thought it was going to be cold. It's like 60 degrees tonight. Yeah, super mild evening out in the city. And you know the man. If it's Wednesday, J-Buddy is money, a.k.a. Mr. Smack City, a.k.a. I can't talk you off it, a.k.a. NBA Talk with Jay. Jay money how you doing, baby? Yeah, everything's good, man. Life is good. Uh, Ready to cash some NBA picks with you guys. Let's do it, man. Let's print some tickets and let's – Cash them at the window. All right, you guys know the routine. We give the plays, we back it up with a cap, and then we get you guys out of here. AC, what are you looking at for November 8th, Wednesday? NBA slate. Lots of games. I hope everybody went and voted. You know what I'm saying? So you get your vote on on the Tuesday. Tons of games to break down tonight. What are you looking at, AC? Yeah, it's a full slate tomorrow night. It's gone down. I got it plus six, but I like Toronto plus five and a half in Dallas. Jay Money is money. What are you taking? Give me the Cleveland Cavaliers minus the two. I'm taking Zach Collins player prop under 25 and a half PRA at the Garden that me and AC will be at. All right, I'm coming right back to you, AC. You're going across the border, taking the Raptors plus five and a half. Why do you like it? Yeah, so Mavericks have been awesome, right? I think they're 6-1. and one. They're top 10 in a lot of the advanced analytics when it comes to their offense. Their free throw rate is awesome. Kyrie hasn't even hit his shot yet, and they're still winning. But the last two games, they've been very, very, I would say, fortunate slash lucky in the second half. They've had really, really good comebacks against pretty mediocre to bad teams. One was the Hornets. They came all the way back, didn't cover that game, but they did win. And then the other one against the Magic right before voting day. 
So I'm expecting a little bit of regression. I don't expect that type of first half, second half split again for Dallas. And we know they are 3-0 and at home right now, but only 1-2 and against the spread. Toronto matches up really well with this team. They have defenders, you know, that can guard multiple positions. Even though Toronto's offense is struggling, they are a top five defense when it comes to field goal percentage. And I think Luca, Kyrie, and those boys are going to struggle. Jay, coming off of the election day, this is the third straight row game for Toronto, though. How do you feel about this spot? We talk about Dallas. I'm not very high on the Dallas Mavericks overall. I've mentioned this before. I gave out under 45 and a half on the preseason total. They're off to a solid start, though. What do you think of this spot? Yeah, I mean, the Raptors play really good defense. I'll be perfectly honest. It's not a game that I have a super strong feel on. I could see it going either way. But if I had to play it, I do agree with AC that the Mavs have been really lucky. They're due for a loss. I didn't think they would start out the season 6-1. and one, So wouldn't be a bit surprised to see them lose this game outright. AC mentioned the Toronto Raptors offensively struggling a bit. Right now, 25th in the NBA in offensive rating. That has been an issue. But this Mavericks team is... Nothing to write home about on the defensive end. They will let you score and let you get in a rhythm and then essentially try to play a little bit of ISO hero ball to come down the stretch. And it's actually been working to start the year against defensive teams. That might not be the case. Interesting spot, Toronto, plus five and a half for AC. All right, J money is money. We had to switch up last minute on the pick. Talk to me about why you like the Cavs here. Yeah, like the Cavs, minus a two here in a spot where I think I expect them to keep it going. They have their full squad now, talking about having Jared Allen and Darius Garland back. So I think this is a very, I'm not going to say underrated team, but I expect this team to cash a lot of tickets this season, in my opinion. I think it it started last game with the Warriors, which I was on them in that spot. I'm going to take them here again. They are on the road. OKC is a really good home team as well. I believe they're fifth or sixth straight home game, but they do head out on the road before this one. Also have a play-in tournament game as well, which we know uh, the Thunder really want to do well in the play in the uh in-season tournament not the play-in so i don't know i'll keep calling it that but the in-season tournament but yeah i like the matchup here for the Cavs. it's also a revenge spot as well the thunder beat them early season as well when they didn't have all of their guys now they have them back i'm expecting the Cavs to come out here and smack the thunder up ac they get all their guys back they play the warriors and they get a solid win max Struess gets the looks that he was expecting to get. Darius Garland comes in, does his thing. And Jared Allen is always going to be a force. How do you feel about this spot? I love this spot. Uh, Jay and I, we look at the games very, very similarly, to be honest with you. Cleveland matches up really well against OKC. And from a spot standpoint, it's really good. OKC right now is 5-2 and two against the spread. Cleveland's only 2-5. and five. These are the opportunities and the edges that you want to look at throughout the season. It's a nice buy-low spot for them. And Cleveland, in my opinion, is a better road team than a home team. So they're two and one away from the house. I like Cleveland not only to cover the two, but I think it's one of those famous J Money's trifecta spots. It could be a first quarter, first half, full game type of thing. Yeah, I watched a lot of the Cavs just because I played the Knicks a bunch as well. And I saw them live at the Garden. Donovan Mitchell could not wait for Darius Garland and Jared Allen to get back. (laughs) He was out there literally playing by himself, possession by possession, just trying to keep everything afloat on offense. And then the only time he got a break is when Karis LeVert just felt like going down and doing whatever he wanted. That was the break, and that's never going to be good overall on offense. The fully loaded Cavs squad I'm super high on. I would love to see, of course, more from Evan Mobley, but he's been playmaking to start the season as well, which is something that I wasn't expecting. That's something, if he can continue to do that and clean the glass and be a presence down there with Jared Allen, 
they could be dangerous. Donovan Mitchell, we know, doesn't necessarily want to be there. But if he's going to be there, he's going to play hard. He's shown that. And when they have their full five, which they now have back, it's a tough squad to play against night in, night out, especially with how they got bounced out of the playoffs by the Knicks. They do have a little bit of motivation to show up big time in the regular season, try to get up there in that one, two, or three spot in the East, and then really try to make some noise in the playoffs. Just to piggyback off that, I was very bullish on the Cavs heading into the season from a regular season standpoint. I'm not talking about postseason because that's a completely different animal. They were actually one of my favorites to potentially get the first number one seed in the East, to be honest. But if you look at their advanced analytics, man, even though they're just three and four on the season, they're number three, I believe, in defensive rating. They're number five overall in adjusted plus minus net rating. So the fact that they have a losing record, but top five in those very, very important stats, it shows how great their defense is. And now with their team back full healthy, it's really a great spot. And I think it's going to be a a team to back, not just in this game, but moving forward. Yeah, no doubt. Number six in points allowed, opponents points allowed in the paint. And that was while missing one of their guys. 44.9 points on the season allowed in the paint. That's good for number six right now. And Jared Allen is just now getting back in the fold. All right, I'm going to a player prop. I'm going right back to the garden. Zach Collins, under 25 and a half points, rebounds, assists. I absolutely love this spot. This is going to be a two-unit play for me. couple things here. You guys know me. I am super plugged in on the Knicks. I'm there every single night. I watch almost every game just because I have to for work. And I like the squad. I think they're one of the better teams in the East. They're fun, and I'm locked in. So I pay attention, and I see things, and I feel like this spot is completely mispriced. Let's talk about overall what Zach Collins has been doing on the year so far. 14.3 points, 6.6 rebounds, 4.3 assists per game. That's right at that PRA of right about 24 and change. It's right there at 25. Now, he's going on the road on a national TV game on ESPN when Benyama's debut at the Garden. That's number one. That's the situation. Then you throw the Knicks defense in there. This is going to be a really difficult spot for Zach Collins to especially clean the glass And score, in my opinion. Knicks, number one in points allowed in the paint. They don't give up any buckets at the basket. Mitchell Robinson has been an absolute monster down there. And so is Hardenstein when he comes off the bench. I love what they're doing down by the basket. And when you talk about Zach Collins spreading the floor and shooting the ball from deep, he's been very poor. Between him and Julius Randle, you'd be hard-pressed to find some rougher starts offensively from the perimeter across the league. 24.1% from three, that's 11th worst out of 159 players that have taken at least 20 three-point attempts this season. Knicks number one in defensive rebounder percentage, there's going to be absolutely no rebounds available. Between Mitch Robinson, Julius Randle, Wembenyama, all those guys are going to be cleaning up boards before Zach Collins, in my opinion. And then Josh Hart's going to be getting scrappy boards. R.J. Barrett is going to clean when he needs to. There's just not going to be a lot of rebounds available. I took the under eight and a half on Monday night under Zubach. The only reason he even sniffed it, it went under, but he had a couple like tips, a couple offensive fluky rebounds. This Knicks team cleans the glass extremely well. Now, let's talk about pace. Knicks 24th in pace. This is going to be a slow, grinded out game. The Knicks physically just want to beat you up all day long. That's all they want to do. Play physical, slow it down, get in the half court, and, and hopefully – Get a good look at a jumper. But if that be Jalen Brunson moving the rock, if that's RJ slashing to the basket, QG Quentin Grimes has been very, very good 
but they just want to beat you up and slow down. Now, if you flip it over on the other side of the rock, the Spurs are seventh in pace, but this is at the Garden. This is on national TV. The Spurs have been getting waxed. They've been giving up tons and tons of points on the defensive end. This game is going to be played how the Knicks want it to be played. So the Spurs being seventh in pace doesn't move anything for me. A lot of one-and-done spots. Last point here, Spurs and usage rates. There's potentially a spot where Zach Collins is number four on the offensive end behind Devin Fassell, Victor Wembanyama, Keldon Johnson. Sohan's going to get some looks as well in that spot. If you go up and pull up the usage rate through the first, what do we, I think they've played seven or eight games here. Victor Wembanyama leads the team in usage rate at 27.6%. Keldon Johnson, 22.7%. Zach Collins is at number three at 21.9%. But Jeremy Sohan is at 21.5%. And then Vassell is at 20.3%. There's a real chance in this spot that Zach Collins does not see the Rock offensively at all, at least trying to score. He's going to playmake. He's been a really good job of setting screens, playmaking, facilitating, specifically to Wembanyama. But I don't see him getting really busy on offense. He hasn't been shooting the ball very well. The Knicks don't give up buckets in the paint. And we're talking about a situation where Vassell, Wembanyama, and Keldon Johnson are going to be trying to get shots up at the Garden on ESPN. I really like this spot for Zach Collins to go under 25 and a half points, rebounds, assists. I feel like this should be more like 22 and a half, 23 and a half tops. So I really like that spot. It'll be a two unit play for me. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. As AC laid out, how do you feel about the PRA play by Collins? We'll be in the building. And then, Jay, I love your thoughts as well. 
Yeah, I like that, Sean. I like the look because it's a potential blowout. Like you said, I think the spread is nine and a half. It might even trickle up to double digits before tip-off. So if it's a blowout, you expect Popovich to kind of sit his guys, especially in that fourth quarter. Wemby's been playing a ton of minutes lately. So has Zach Collins kind of being his like center, his protector on Wemby's side. So if Wemby's out, there's no point to play Zach Collins. So if the game gets out of control, I definitely see that. But I just want to say one thing, man. Jay, Sean is drinking the Knicks Kool-Aid like crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just a good spot. To be honest, I thought it was a good oh, spot God, coming coming off of three or four losses against Harden, who I didn't think would get acclimated. I actually was talking about under 14 and a half points. He ended up going over that. He shot it pretty well. He's six and nine from the floor. But they've had a tough schedule to open up the year. This is a good spot for them to get rolling. Jay, really quick. The Spurs have given up – they just gave up 152 to the Pacers. Mm-hmm. They gave up 123 to the Raptors, who apparently just score on teams. Like, they they get they, – oh, they just bust teams' ass. They can't play any defense, of course. They beat up Milwaukee, and then they beat up San Antonio. They gave up 121 to – and then you have that, that back-to-back with the Suns. That was a little funky. But the last two, they've given up 275 combined. Yeah, I'm actually interested in possibly looking towards the Spurs here, plus a nine and a half. Historically, I'd like to back teams coming off a horrible loss. This team just lost by 41 points versus the Indiana Pacers. And you said it, Sean, this is like a clash of styles. The Knicks can't really run the Spurs off the floor, in my opinion. I mean, they can lock them up on defense. I feel like if you like the Knicks here, that's correlated with the under. If you like the Spurs and you think it's going to be their type of game, then you like the over in this spot, which they hadn't been playing a ton of defense, but they do like to run and gun as well. So, but just like schematic, any team coming off a 40-point loss, I'm immediately looking towards backing them to get that bad taste out of their mouth in the next game. So that's the only way that I can look in this game is Spurs plus a 9.5. Be perfectly honest, I know you're a fan and all, Sean, but I'm not laying 9.5 with the Knicks against anybody right now. Hold on. Why I got to be a fan? I'm just tapped into the squad. <laughs> it is what it so is. I, I'm here. No you know what I'm saying? There's no problem with you being a fan. You know what I'm saying? Gotta, yeah, I'm a Bulls gotta, guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, we got to be real with ourselves, right? So, but I'm just saying, Spurs plus a nine and a half or nothing for me in this game. Yeah, fair enough. I, that's why that number is very lofty for a team that has been struggling on offense. That was specifically why I wasn't looking at that spot. Now, it could potentially be a blowout. Like the nine has been hanging out there. It's been out there for almost a full 20 hours and it hasn't moved very much. You understand what I'm saying? So, like AC laid out, this has blowout potential. Because also, the Spurs are worst in three-point percentage allowed in in the NBA. 46% they give up from three on the road. So this has a potential get-right spot offensively for the Knicks. I think we know, like Jay said, stylistically, the San Antonio Spurs are going to want to run, keep the pace up. If they're cold from three, then yeah, it's most likely a blowout. But if they're going to hit 35 to 40%, it's going to be a competitive game. Leaning into what Jay laid out, I got a trend for you before we chat for a few minutes on a couple of these other games because there's so much going on on the slate. Teams that scored 134 points are 144, 193, and 10 against the spread. That's 42.7% in the follow-up contest. So that's the Nuggets. They scored 134. The Sixers scored 146. And then the Pacers scored 152. The marquee matchup on the board here is clear far and away. The Philadelphia 76ers hosting the Boston Celtics. Sixers lose game one, just open up the year. Maxie goes crazy and has continued to cook. And then they rip off five straight W's. 
Boston's now coming off an overtime loss to Minnesota. Jay, I'm going to come to you first. This game felt untouchable to me. I don't know where I could ever find an edge in this spot. I'm just going to sit back, grab the popcorn, and watch. How do you feel about this spot right now, Boston minus two? Yeah, great game to watch, in my opinion. I'd never bet these type of games. Tulsa type of game, two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference right now. The problem here is that, obviously, Celtics coming off their first loss of the season, and it went into overtime as well. So maybe if it didn't go into overtime or they got blown out, I'd be back in the Celtics here. We know historically that they absolutely own the Philadelphia 76ers, but then I looked at it a little bit deeper. They are 73 against the spread last 10 versus the Sixers, but this is a playoff revenge spot, and it's something that I'd rather stay off the game than to bet against the playoff revenge that's one of my key angles that's where I've made the most money betting the NBA as well so we know that the Sixers have added motivation here they have the risk advantage they hadn't had to travel anywhere this is their fifth straight home game as well they're 6-0 against the spread so far this season which we know that that won't keep up too much longer but Celtics are the better team 76ers in theory coming in the more motivated team here as well so um, this is a clear stay off game I wanted to lean towards the Celtics here like I said they are the better team but with the Sixers not having to travel anywhere they're nice and comfy at the house and the playoff revenge i can see this one going either way yeah ac playoff revenge game one revenge they took a l not even what two weeks ago so yeah, yeah there's a couple of revenge spots yeah you're right i mean i agree with what jay was saying this is more of a coin flip game especially against two elite teams in the nba but i do disagree on one point if i had to bet one side it would be boston to be honest because you're right all the arrows point towards the sixers right they're at home There's really no rest advantage or disadvantage. They're on fire. They've covered every single game this season. And now they're getting, you know, the hardened trade. Now they're bringing in four starting caliber or top six, top seven type guys, part of their rotation too. So they're going to be able to match up with Boston. But if, again, if I had to bet one team, I I think that the better team here, top to bottom is Boston, even though they're on the road, but it's a great spot because they're coming off a loss, an overtime loss on the road as well. Before we get out of here, you know I, I can't let Jay off the hook and let Jay go enjoy the rest, of his, the rest of his evening without bringing up the Lakers playing the Rockets here. Dylan Brooks talking crazy. Any thoughts on that game, that spot? LeBron coming off a tough, close loss. They're sending footage to the league to review files. He's passing up layups. That's always a talking point to kick it to Cam Reddish in the corner. Any thoughts on that game with the Dylan Brooks angle? First time they're seeing each other. Since, you know, the old man talk. Yeah, I don't really think the Dylan Brooks things matter, to be honest. I don't really care about that. Uh, it's Lakers or none for me here, right? Coming off back-to-back losses. I believe this is the last game of their road trip as well. So they're looking to at least get one win. Or no, they have one more versus the Suns. A play-in game as well versus the Suns on deck. But it's Lakers or none for me here. The Anthony Davis says that he's probably good enough to play, but we know that he's Mr. Glass out there. Without him being 100%, you can get whatever you want in the paint versus the Lakers. This team is really banged up right now. So it's Lakers or none for me, but I would agree with this spread basically cratering i believe it opened up at four and a half it's down to two and a half still lakers are nothing for me but again a game that i'm not going to touch yeah ac Rui out vanderbilt still out vincent out hayes out but there's still lebron james running around out there any thoughts on this matchup lakers minus two and a half as it is ticking down like uh jay mentioned yeah two and a half i do like the lakers i think the easy read for me here is if anthony davis plays i'm actually gonna like houston if he sits i'm gonna like la because i think that line is gonna jump back up to three and a half four and a half so i like la it's a really nice spot houston's been playing really well 
But one thing Houston really struggles with, and it's something that the Lakers need to get better, is fourth quarter execution. So you're going to see both teams having issues trying to get buckets in the fourth quarter. But I think guys like you know Austin Reeves, LeBron James, they're more comfortable in that system than the new guys in Houston. So I'm just going to side with the, with the Lakers for that game. To recap, AC, Analytics, Capper, Albert Wynn, Raptors, plus five and a half. Jay is money. Cavs, minus two. I'm on Zach Collins, under 25 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Let's enjoy the big slate. Wednesday night, NBA edition. For Jay, money is money. For Albert Wynn, I am Sean Little. Don't forget it. Shout out our guys over at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app. Too much info on a day-to-day basis not to have that uploaded on the phone. Tons of shows to check out. Go subscribe to the Buckets feed wherever you listen to your podcast. Go subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. And don't forget to get Buckets, baby. We'll see you all tomorrow. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.